Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and today I'm so excited to be talking about the fantastic second season of Julia. We are joined today by showrunner Chris Kaiser, director Melanie Mayron, along with cast members Fiona Glascott, Brittany Bradford, and Fran Kranz. And Chris, starting off with you, I wanted to talk about the way in which you create and write antagonistic elements or moments of conflict in the show, because I think it's so beautifully done in a way that always feels so honest and so true to who these characters are. Um, like if we look at this season, where there's a falling out in the friendship of Julia and Avis, neither of them are the type of people who are suddenly going to cause a scene and start raising their voices exponentially. Um, and yet we fully understand the hurt that they're each feeling and the miscommunications that happen in the, the aftermath. Um, and so when you're writing moments like that, how do you make sure that the tone of that also fits with the tone of the show that you've already created and what feels truthful and honest to your characters? Yeah, it's, a, it's the ongoing issue because it is we are fundamentally making a comedy here, but we sort of made some commitment, both from the point of view of the characters having some conflict with each other, and also the fact that life happens and life stings and it and it sticks sometimes. So you don't get away with things. Things don't get brushed away so easily. We try to have a relatively light touch with things more uh, normally. Although I think the show periodically allows itself to be emotional, really emotional and get beyond that. And, and so I don't know if it's entirely true with Avis and uh, and Julia, because that's a little bit of a you know that's a, a battle more on the surface. I mean, it it, it uh, they get a little tough with each other, but there are moments I think, and I'll let again Brittany can talk about it or, or Fran or Fiona, where where underneath the comedy you we allow the hurt to come through, where the real distress happens, and so as long as you then pick up the pace again. And Melanie's really great at this. I mean, she's directed more episodes than anyone else of the show and really understanding when to allow the moments of pathos to peek through and then to return to a kind of baseline that says, look, this is a fun place to be. I mean, the, these, sh these shows feel like their light is a feather, but they have some weight at the end. You can't feel that weight all the time. So we're always, we're, we're always cognizant of that. And then I think the cast broadly speaking, really knows how to go back and forth between comedy and drama really well. And Melanie balances that really nicely. I mean, she's one of a bunch of directors, but but I will admit that Melanie set the tone of this show. Um, <laughs> in, so the third episode of the first season. So what we do is because of, of what Melanie uh, established for us. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I mean, Melanie, also in terms of directing this show, it's such a, a unique perspective as a director and the fact that you're not only directing the series itself, but you're directing a show within a show. And, you know, we even see segments of it showing up on a TV screen, sometimes outside of the studio or in someone's home. So we really get the essence of what The French Chef actually feels like as a, as a series as well within. And you have kind of a whole bunch of actors playing the crew that you're also managing as a secondary crew. Um, and so what are the unique aspects that come into kind of like really planning that out and mapping that out, where in essence, you have two visual languages and styles that are living cohesively side by side with each other? Wow, that's a question. <laughs> um, it's, it's, you know, I, I map out the whole show anyway, but it's, we have, we have like uh, two ensembles. There's the ensemble cast that are all the main roles in the show. And then there's this ensemble that's our crew. And they're all wonderful actors, local actors, and they've all Chris has sort of developed a, a character for each of them as well. So it's always about maintaining the two, especially in this episode, Telethon, where we were mostly, so much of the show was on the TV Telethon set. So that was a real challenge to just incorporate every everybody. Um, 
one way to do it is that that the characters were all shooting them as you would, but the crew, you, you kind of give a more, the camera angles are a little more off and, and more sort of documentary style. I love that. And and Fiona, in talking about playing Judith, um, I loved hearing you talk previously about just like some of the intricacies of her mannerisms and the way that she kind of like lights up and was always someone that was said to like smile very easily. And, you know, you kind of see those little idiosyncrasies in your performance and it's so much going on between the dialogue. And so when you were first kind of researching for the role and really figuring out, you know, the intricacies and like the tiny little mannerisms and just that expression of like exuberance and joy, I was interested in how you really kind of formed it and shaped it and how in season two with her kind of really coming into herself a lot more, even more so um, that's kind of elevated that side of her as well um well I was very lucky to be able to see a lot of interviews with Judith Jones there's quite a few online and uh, I had read her book and I'd read a lot about her and and the facts are there but you didn't get to see the 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 sort of light within really and when you watch these videos you really see that the the way she listens even it's really intense and clear and her wit and her warmth and What's great with playing her into another season is then Chris and Daniel and the writers allowed all the different characters actually to go into their lives much more. And you saw the layers of her and the, you know, the deep difficulties at times with work and, and the frustrations because, you know, she is human. She was a real person, but all of these people are, are human beings. And it's great to be able to play uh, all the layers of, of a person which you can't do in one scene or one episode because you know you're, you're in the moment you're, you're doing the scenes you're, you're the person they are in that moment but this season it's great to be able to to get to her deep uh, sadness really and 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 painful place with Blanche Judith Light who's incredible and then also for her to have that freedom of France and the warmth of home and then the the sort of the lightness of this episode with with uh with David when with Paul when they get back to they do this cooking and they take it really seriously and I really like the to to be able to see that that Chris and Daniel and everyone has given us this chance to be able to see those layers and with Melanie as well do you know something is like getting so annoyed with Paul for giving me maraschino cherries because it's such a ridiculous ingredient. No one can do this, but I, I just love that you see, and with all those together, it, it creates a whole person, which, which is what I'm trying to do. So here we are. I love that. And and Brittany, um, for you, I feel like with Alice, it's been so wonderful to watch her come into herself and really grow in her self-confidence to such a level that, you know, when she gets a no from Johnny Carson's team for Julia going on the show, she's like, it's a not yet. It's not a no. You know, she's like, of course, I'm going to call the White House. We're going to get Julia in the White House kitchen. And that is absolutely something that I'm going to make happen because she knows how much she has to bring to the table. But looking back at the beginning of season one, we were kind of really watching her learn her way around this position and this new role and what it was to be producing and making the show um and so how has that different sense of self and what she brings to the table really evolved the way that you're able to play this character I think it's I mean it's so exciting and it's it's given me so many more opportunities to expand who Alice is and I think the first season uh Julia was like this planet for Alice that she was 
revolving around. You know, she just got so much from her and in this beautiful way. But I think the second season has been Alice trying to figure out, can she be her own planet? You know, can she go out and she was already going out and doing some things anyway in season one, but just to have that spunk and to have someone like Elaine next to her, supporting her and, and pushing her along has been really exciting. And I feel like there's a humor that she's also gotten to show a little bit and kind of talking about what Chris said before about adding in some of the drama with the humor, even something like the pregnancy scare, which was a lot of fun to play with. But you at that last uh, phone call with Isaac, you you hear her, you know, or you see her think, wow, am, is my career going to be pushed to the side because of this? So being able to show both of those together has been um, really fun. And for you, Fran, obviously in the first season, so much for Russ was the French The French Chef isn't the show that I want to be making. I have these serious documentaries that I want to make and I want to tell. And we get the chance in season two to see what happens when he does have that opportunity. And it doesn't land the way that he's always envisioned it to. And he actually finds this real connected passion and kind of like coming back to Julia's world and orbit. Um, and so kind of going from the beginning of the, the season one, where he was like a little bit more of an antagonistic force towards her, to the space where now he genuinely feels so connected to that and what he's working on. How has that really shifted the character for you along the way? Yeah, I, well, first of all, I think he probably just needed to show the documentary to more people. I think it might have been <laughs> than, you know, just he just had the wrong audience look watching. I uh, no, it's a it is such a great um, <clears throat> story arc. And, you know, something that's really that's that really sort of took me by surprise because we've we've obviously I mean, gosh, I think we probably shot five and six and this 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 time last year or no, no, no. It would have been earlier. November. We were finishing this time last year. Yeah. Yeah. So but but so you 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 sort of to some degree you kind of forget. And I was so struck by when this this huge disappointment sort of at the end of four that there is this uh genuine kind of kindness amongst the 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 people there at wgbh and a sort of a, a support system in place for him and even and even for russ you know when alice has success with her show when he watches her show with um with hunter robert joy He's he's genuinely happy for her. You, you, you know what I mean. He really he really says you've done it. You did something great. Um, and then that 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 really affected me in watching it because that would not have been a I think a support system and I don't know if that would have existed in season one. You know, and, and a subtle thing where I'm not sure I'm not sure that kind of kindness and compassion. From from him to others, and that they're there at WGBH for him would have been as as strong. So um, while his arc, it's it's a lot of fun, and we have a lot of fun with it, and and the kind of humor, the absurdity of this this venture he's on, as good and as you know well intentioned as it is, um, there was a there was a really sweet note there at the end, which which kind of speaks to what we were talking about earlier earlier. You know this this. Uh, the maturity and kindness in these people in this group, you know, it's, it's really strong. And, and coming back to you, Chris, I've loved that there's so many intricate moments with characters where it feels like they have someone see them for who they truly are. 
especially in this season, um, like with Alice, the fact that, you know, she's at this party with Isaac. She didn't realize it was a family event. She doesn't feel dressed up for it. And he's like, but I'm not even looking at that. Like, you're the most beautiful person in this room to me. Um, and there's just so many ways that different characters feel very seen by the people around them. And there's so much emotional layering that comes with those moments, even though they're just like these little intricate interactions. And so I was just interested in how you really take these small moments that can mean so much to the characters. I guess it goes back to the question that you you asked before. And again, because we're fundamentally in, in the job of making a comedy and keeping people happy, uh, but we want to be truthful, it, it, the show has lots of little slivers of life, of truth that come through, moments when people begin to understand things in small ways. That's certainly true. I think there are moments of that for Alice. Um, with regard to her mother, I mean, I love that stuff that she plays with her mom and the truth between the two of them and who whom Alice can trust and what she can say and who her mom is going to be. Uh, it's certainly true with Judith and Blanche and the way that Ju that uh, that uh, that Judith Jones sees the truth of Blanche and that Blanche periodically can see the truth about herself, but not really. It's true for Russ also, even in the way that Marion, for example, sometimes pokes through everything and understands those things. We have to do it that way because if you sit on this stuff, you don't. we don't have the opportunity to do a drama where we can have a, a, an hour to explore an issue and to talk through it and have characters deal with things like that. So they have to peek through in moments of, of revelation. I, I'd say, and I mean, maybe Brittany wants to about this or maybe not the hardest one of all of those is with alice because she carries such an enormous burden in this series um in talking about the the ways things have changed and julie it does true for everybody but the ways things have changed for women but also for people of color in in uh, at a time like this and to do that in a way that feels like it's both truthful and yet light enough as uh, to play in this story is really complicated for us um it, it's really hard to do it takes a lot of balance i don't know that we always get it right even to be honest with you, you keep trying to find ways of finding moments of revelation moments of understanding in something and then come back to something that plays more or less as a human comedy. And, I mean, to, and to just, I'm oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, but I was just gonna say, like, I, I feel like we are so lucky to be surrounded by um, creative people in every aspect of this show who care so much about all of these characters, because Chris and I had so many conversations about about that and how do you um, thread the needle with these things and and uh, with Tosin who plays Isaac or with Adrian who plays my mom, everybody was so invested in getting to the truth of it, but still understanding that it was a comedy that I feel like we got to layers that you might not be able to get to on another show. So it's just such a huge testament to everybody buying in and wanting it to be the best thing possible. And now I'll let you be the interviewer and I'll step back. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I love that point. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. And and Fiona, in talking about the relationship between Judith and Blanche, it's it's such a beautiful expression between these two women where, you know, they kind of have their own language with each other. It's like for Judith, I'm going to keep showing up. And that's my way of expressing my love and my affection and, you know, the mentorship that you've given me throughout my career. And there's moments where Blanche is so frustrated with herself and everything that she's going through with her eyesight and losing this this career that she's been so passionate about that she's kind of trying to push her away in a lot of ways. Um, and I love that your character was like, I'm still going to show up, but I'm also going to set boundaries for myself. Um, and so how do you feel like the the writing in this season gave you and Judith Light a lot more complexity to build into kind of just their own special language that they have with each other? Um, we've got such amazing writers on this show and everything that Chris has just said and Brittany said and Melly and everybody has said that that the sort of it's a very grown up 
comedy. So they get down to the truth of it with just a couple of sentences. And I understand, you know, I know what Chris is meaning. I completely uh, get that completely that, you know, you, you need to come back to the likeness and those little things poke through. But when they've poked through, and I found for uh, me, you know, reading it and watching it for a lot of characters, but particularly for Judith and I, Judith Light and I, it's very, very confusing at times. Um, it's actually incredibly painful and it's wonderful to do because these these moments are you're getting down to the to the base truth of um life of of eyesight of death of 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 these these this is this is judith's life blanche's sorry this is blanche's whole world this has been her whole world and she's She's found something in Judith and brought her up with her and supported her. And, and Judith is not going to let that go. And she's not going to let her down. But she's a she's a she's an adult and a grown woman. And you must set boundaries and you must do these things to also support because you can't take care of yourself if you don't do that. And I think what's so clever about the writing is that they they do that subtly and involved in the pain and allowing it to be really real and that's mm. i hope an answer <laughs> no i love that, that. it does it absolutely right, <laughs> and yeah. and chris and melanie you know i wanted to talk about one of the episodes in this season where essentially you're recreating a wgbh telethon throughout the episode and it kind of goes back to that idea of creating a show within a show but this is a different show within a show that you're then tasked with creating from scratch and even just visually what does it look like and you know i even loved kind of like the wink to the audience of like yeah the phone number has a lot more fives in it this time so that it'll be easier to remember but just because that's how you have to create phone numbers for television and for film um, and so what was the starting point in really mapping out what you wanted that episode to look like so it would feel like a little bit of a different show within a show? You want to take that, Melanie? Yeah, sure. Well, we've never featured really the, we never had a set that was like rows of phones and chairs where people answer like a telethon. It was always Julia's kitchen, you know, so the, and the three cameras outside the kitchen. So this was a complete let's make it up. I mean, Patricia von Brandenstein design, they had the three rows and the, the was it three? Yeah, three rows with the people and the phones. But then it was like, we our big, our big other set was next to the phones, what's going to happen? And we were putting up, we wanted to have the, the tally of the numbers of the money and how was that going to be? And that was probably the hardest design question of the whole season, I'm sure. Because weeks, remember, we kept getting it wrong. We built models and, and then it was sort of brilliant. I mean, I think in the end that you and Patricia decided we're going to make it the least sophisticated possible. It's just going to be somebody writing on a board and it's the best example of what um what uh, tv used to look like. i mean fran you know also because you were doing all this stuff and you looked at it for your documentary that it's so weird when you look back at all this stuff that was actually made how how simple and rudimentary it looks now when we look back on it and that was sort of fun to do. oh yeah 
Well, it was a it was a chalkboard, chalk right? I mean, <laughs> chalk on a blackboard. I mean, we were going to have cards with flip numbers. We were going to have somebody coming and flipping them with people. I mean, it was good. It was so complicated what we were doing, and how are we going to electronically flip it? Maybe we should have somebody flip it, but that'll take too long. I mean, the show we have to pace it up. We can't be waiting for people to flip. And then we were like, what about just an old school blackboard with an oak border and chalk? You know, just have somebody there, like the pretty girl you know that's going to do the do the numbers that's what we wound up with that was it's so much fun and it's just speaking to what you were saying earlier melanie about the the the, the ensembles these sort of different ensembles that i mean that episode really had us all together for yeah that's fun that's you know it was and, great fun i never get in there it's great no okay. i know <laughs> you know with the a lot of use of steadicam right in the show and so you really have this sort of uh, as close as you can get to the experience of sort of live theater and doing this. And so, and then, and then the, the, that, the telethon episode in particular really gave an opportunity to a lot of the, uh, like you said, the local talent who's in front of the camera, the sort of creative input of the crew that, that was a really, um, a really particularly sort of a highlight, I feel like of the season and then just getting everyone together for such an extended period. Yeah. There's also there's a moment, Mara, in it where um uh it's a scene with with Alice and, and Russ and and Julia and they're doing they're showing how a show is made and how how you cut edit together. <laughs> and this is actually based on something that Russ and Julia actually did in real life. It was a little Christmas thing they put together. It shows, I think, a little bit, Fran, where you were talking about how much these people cared about each other. Because it's really it's it's really funny, but people can go back and look at Julia doing it, the real footage of Julia doing something like this. So we recreated some stuff that actually happened in, in real life uh, in this episode. I mean, that's such a great scene because it's also getting to look at what happens when you put Russ outside of his comfort zone in this way. And I feel like the show so often asks all of these characters, what is it like if I take you out of your comfort zone in this in this direction? Now let's try this direction. So for that scene in particular, how did you kind of figure out how is he going to respond to suddenly being on air and hosting this segment? Yeah, I mean, I think there's sort of nothing more fun than sort of playing bad acting or, or, or uncomfortable acting or so, you know, that, 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 that really is a lot of fun, but I, yeah, in that particular moment, I mean, you know, we were, we were right there on set sort of watching it, Sarah and I kind of thinking about this whole thing and really talk. So, so it became it, like, like what Chris was just saying, you, you, you see a genuine friendship too. And, you know, to, and, and so that, that kind of playing that kind of warmth especially with at this point we all love each other and this crew and this doing this fun episode it really felt like a uh, kind of a kind of a gift of an opportunity you know to sort of take take the kind of the 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 fun acting of kind of playing into the sort of awkwardness and an inability to act um and then sort of doing it with with friends and be able to laugh and break character and for all that to be the right choice uh is really good yeah <laughs> yeah and I, I throw in one other thing more that i think is is, yeah. is sort of interesting is you know but all the characters in the show julia is obviously really famous i mean she's famous and she lasts through the ages but every person every person we are personifying in the show was extraordinary you know judith jones one of the great editors of the 20th century and it, extraordinary in so many different ways. Um, Russ Marash, the father of do-it-yourself television, right? I mean, Avis is incredible. Paul is incredible. They're all Blanche Knopf, all really amazing. Alice is the one character who's 
who is a composite of different people, but it was really important to us in some ways that Alice's journey, which is a journey of discovery of who she's gonna be, in some ways reflected also in the journey of the people who a normal biopic would just seem as inevitably moving toward their eventual fame. But the truth is people don't live life that way. Judith Jones and Russ Moresh and Julia Child and Paul Child, they had all of the same kinds of uncertainties about who they should be and as, as, Alice must have had um, in her journey. And so the job of the show in some ways is to play the messiness, even of remarkable people and trying to figure out what makes me happy? How do I fit in? You know, and that's, you know, it, we're trying to avoid the, the the pitfalls of biopics that say, you know, you were born to be a star, Julia, go out there and do it or whatever it is. Now, all of these people are going to do amazing things. None of them understand what tomorrow is going to be like. They, they're all moving in the darkness in the same way as all of us do. That's such a great point. And, and Brittany, with, with that episode in particular as well, I feel like Alice is literally a moving target who is in every single space and every single moment. And you get, you know, with the the mention of Steadicam, there's so many great moments where we get to see her just kind of like moving between the different spaces <laughs> and really just making the show come together. Um, and I was interested in just like the physical aspect, especially of filming an episode like that, where there's a lot of movement. I've heard you talk about, you know, Alice's costumes, how there's kind of like a constriction even with the seam in them of like, you can't necessarily take long strides. So she walks in a very specific way when she's moving fast, you know, but again, also just going back to that idea of like her self-confidence and just the openness of body language that she has at this point as well. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just thinking about Fran. Like I remember there was some moment in like the beginning of season two where we were like me you and steady cams buddy like we were just it was a lot of like walking and talking and trying which was so great because there is so much movement in in these um in these scenes but I remember there's is it was it with you but I don't even remember which scene it was in season one where there was a going through the hallway uh, yeah. thing and yeah. we mimicked it again in this season but I, I I haven't gone back and watched it so I don't know if I'm about to give myself a compliment that I is not deserving but um it, it's just in the, in that feeling in season two you can just see, see her more in her body and and see her you know saying no to uh Roland and and going about going about her day and so I think she, she's just a little more open this season and it's uh it's been really fun to see her do that and be silly and do the walk and talks and sign the paper and go and yeah it's a lot of fun you're right. You know, I, it is. It is very obvious that that confidence that she's grown. And I love it. I love your. I love your uh, corridor scenes. You do. You've got goodness. another. You know, fantastic. Like walks down. They're amazing. Remember the very first shot, Brittany. The very first shot of you standing behind the the yes. uh, board, and which is. So, I know. You know. You go back and look at that and see Alice that she's changed from that moment. It's so crazy. I, I mean, I mean, it, it's a testament to everybody, but like Sabina, I'll just shout out one person who did hair. We talked about even just the journey of her hair, you know, which is how can she, you know, live in her womanhood a little more? And is there a little more energy to it and a little more movement? And it's a sign of her confidence in herself. So it's just little things like that, that specificity that that makes the show so much fun to do. Oh, what does that say about Russ's hair? Uh -oh. You tell me. <laughs> you need to have a chat with Jerry DiCarda. <laughs> I, I think he's been under a lot of stress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Brittany, he's got that baby. Did, yeah, I think um, I'm not sure we did a scene with coverage until like episode. <laughs> you know, it's just all steady oneers. Just yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, Melanie can tell you that that is the product of two things. It's a really brilliant philosophy and us writing too many pages for the number of days. <laughs> 
whatever right. we got behind, I'm calling Chris, hey, can we just throw this into one shot and I have them walk down the hall that will make our day. <laughs> I, I, and I, are good at, I think we do it. Yeah, I think it's you great. Talk about back. energy. Yeah. You start bumping into people and it's, it's great. great. Very alive. Yeah. Dancers. Dancers. Yeah. That's it. Very exciting. Yeah. And Melanie, I also wanted to ask you about filming scenes that, that take place in France, because I've heard um, Chris and Daniel Goldfarb talk about how they wanted there to be like a little bit of a different feel to the scenes that took place in France this season. And so there's like a little bit more of like a slower pacing and you kind of like allow the scenes to just like sit there within themselves a little bit more. So I was just interested in the intricacies of filming that. Well, I, it's probably the heat wave. <laughs> the heat slowed us down, though. Um no, we were, it's a, you know, we weren't at WGBH. We weren't on the show. They were having a relaxing three months in France. So the whole story and the whole aspect of just they're there and they're passing the time and they're not doing their recipes. They're just enjoying being there. That was kind of it. So I think the story and the the subject matter, the, this, and the, the story and the scenes just set the pace. And, and in general, for all of you, in terms of just the experience of making this show, you know, there's there's such a kind of a meta experience of creating season one, which is a show about everybody coming together for the first time and trying to figure out how to make a TV show together. And you've now had the experience of coming back, kind of getting the band back together, so to speak, and really kind of figuring out much deeper layers and, and rhythms with each other, what your shorthand is at this point. And so what has been the, the difference in the experience of coming into making season two of a show where you're also making season two of The French Chef on the show as well? well well <laughs> who you want to start you want to yeah. speak Fran? no no go, go, go from yeah <laughs> um what uh, well the the the, the uh, yeah no it's fun i i love i love the sort of um the the meta quality to it and maybe we can we we got to lean into this and 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 make season you know six seven eight as long as we just say it out loud on the show we can go <laughs> we want I uh, <laughs> no I look you 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 build a rapport and an ensemble and friendship with people and I I, I guess is something I was trying to sort of speak about earlier is uh, that is so um it's 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 really lovely to watch the way these people care about each other you know what i mean and and within their feuds within their disappointments or their success and failures you you really believe in this genuine sort of uh, affection and camaraderie that these people have um which was something that had to be kind of earned with effort and time in the first season and uh that is that that really is what it kind of feels like in real life doing a doing a show um you know we'll all be sort of overjoyed to see each other again and get back to work again and this is some you know and then there's this sort of uh getting to know each other phase of sort of a pilot in a first season so you know you're watching you're 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 obviously watching the story and the evolution of julia and all these people but uh, it's it's there. It's it's also there on screen. The sort of the the friendship and the ensemble that's been built with with this cast and crew. Yeah, we I should criticize the crew. By the Sorry. way, it looks like it's like the five or six of us or ten of us. But in fact, we're in a group of seventy people on set, all of whom have been together for years now uh, mm -hmm. and know each other well. It sort of changes things meaningfully because yeah. our, all of our department heads are all the same. Um, so that's really nice. Also, we weren't in the 
part of COVID this time, not in quite the yeah. same way. So we weren't all wearing masks and separated from each other. So that was really nice. And it was a real surprise to actually get well. to recognize what people looked like because for so long, for a lot of the crew, I knew what the eyes, I knew you fill in the face. So it was so wonderful to have that season and then go, hang on, I know you really well. Um, <laughs> and I love, I love what you said, Fran. I think that's so true. And it's interesting. I don't know how you guys feel like doing the first scene of series two didn't feel like series two it just felt like the next scene you know it just felt like we were we were just continuing it and it, it was such a lovely extra it just layer on top with the, the the getting to know each other like you were talking about Fran and that's already there all that foundation and like like you said Chris we've known each other for years now it's really special to be able to um to keep that going and it and it does get deeper because it it just, I, that's life. It has to, and it's lovely. I love that so much. Well, the the second season is just as fantastic as the first season. Uh, so congratulations on an amazing show once again. And thank you so much to all of you for talking about it today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Mara. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>